Welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Salette. And we are a podcast that reads paranormal romance novels and discusses them. Yay! So welcome back. (laughs) Or sometimes other novels that are not in that category. Yeah. (laughs) As may or may not be the case today. And almost like, I mean, we we hit those like every other couple of ones where we're like, yeah, this is going to be real good, real romantic, real sexy. And it's not. But that doesn't mean we hate it. Nope. It's just different. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It is. So how are you? How are things going? I'm good. I had a I had a not good week this week, but aside from that, things are doing pretty good. I'm really tired and I just need a break. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's been a long almost whole year of shit. <laughs> It is. Can you believe that last year, about this time, well, it was towards the end of this month, we were mm-hmm. fucking in Belize. We yeah, were, we I were know. Belize. I know. We were getting ready for our trip. Yeah. Celebrate and all sorts of stuff. Like the last thing before the world shut down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, we didn't know about it. It was, it was a thing that was happening, but it just hadn't hit yeah. the U.S. yet. No, yeah, it wasn't that big yet, and we checked, and you know there weren't any cases in Belize, so we went, and then we came home, and like two weeks later, the world shut down. Everything like, oh. shut down. <laughs> oh no! But yeah, no, I know that was so lovely. It and was. So yeah, I'm. I need another vacation. Well, you do get a a little break here in a little bit, so that's really nice. I do. I do. I'm taking some time for me. But I propose a girls' trip again because I think we're due for one. We are. We don't do them nearly as often. No, we don't. As the guys do guy things. But we're also way more cautious, you know. I think we're a little bit more careful about being social distance and with masks, you know, because Oh, we are. The Definitely. population you work with and I I've got my kids and I mean Dan's out there and and whatever, but I think he's a little bit less not to say co- I mean he has to wear the mask and do all that stuff when he's at work, but I think for me traveling just sounds like way scary right now and I don't want to do it. But I No, I you couldn't pay me to get on an airplane at this point. No. I wouldn't do it. No fucking way. No fucking way when I get on an airplane with a bunch of people for any amount of time. That sounds terrifying. I will wait until the majority of the population has been vaccinated vaccinated before I get on a plane again. Totally. So if we do something, it'll be local. Like even if we just go like up the hill a little bit. Yeah. Stay somewhere for There's fancy hotels up there. We could go stay at a fancy hotel. Yeah, totally. We've got beautiful hills out here, beautiful scenery. Yeah. So, um, can we, should we do our little new lifestyle update? Is that something? Yeah, that you I think we should do can, that. Yeah, because we promised that we would, so we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how are you? You're out of week or our month one. Yes. Which was yes. uh, very restrictive, and you're in a little less restrictive mm-hmm. cycle now. Yep. So for the whole month of January, Dan and I did the carnivore diet where we strictly ate meat. I was getting my sugar from <laughs> the emergency vitamin C packages, that those little orange mm-hmm. packets. So like I was taking those every night, so I just got my like six grams of sugar every single night from that. And that went really well. My first month, I lost 11 pounds. I thought that was really great. 
my goal was to lose anywhere between 8 and 10. So I think that was fantastic. This month, we are adding back in good carbs. So now we're actually counting calories and counting carbs. Whereas before it was strictly just meat and we actually took in a lot of calories because of the type of food, the meats that we were eating. Uh, and the goal for this month is to lose five so that we don't go too crazy, which is good, I think. I think that's great. Yeah. Like a pound a week is very solid. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I got my period this week, which I find really interesting because I only I got it the second week in January. And then I got it the first week in February. So I don't know. Yeah. It's always been really fucked up and I don't have a straight cycle. But I thought for mm-hmm. sure it would come next week instead of early this week. And it was mm-hmm. pretty intense. But it wasn't painful. And I wasn't bloated, which I think was really good. So yeah, I'm feeling good. And yeah, just going to keep going with that. Mm-hmm. How are you cool. feeling? That's so great. Um, well, like I said, I had a bad week. Prior to this week, my last three, um, which was the first weeks I was doing this in the flow cycle thinking, mm-hmm. were the first three phases of my cycle. And they were really good. Like I was following the plan. The food made me feel good. The key, what I think, is the supplements. I've, I got the balance supplements from mm-hmm. in the flow, the company that I'm following. And I have never felt felt as good as I have felt st- since I've started taking those supplements. Awesome. Like it's o- omega-3s, vitamin D, B, uh, magnesium, a probiotic, and a detox, like a detox support for your liver. And really instantly, within a couple of days of taking them, I was like, oh my god, wow, this is what real supplements do. Because I don't, I think a lot more people than realize are micronutrient deficient. I just think our diets are really, really lame in nutrients. Mm -hmm. And once you start actually taking them and like getting enough nutrients in your life, you're like, holy shit. This is what it's supposed to feel like. Feel good, (laughs) right? Yeah. And so that was was doing so good. And then the fourth week is my menstrual week. I'm still on the pill for one more cycle because I was supposed to start the supplements and start learning the um, the foods for the different phases and, and healing before I go off the pill. So I have one more full packet of pills to, to take before I go off. But this week was, you know, my nap. It's the sugar pill week anyway. Mm-hmm. But usually in my sugar pill week, my period comes really late, like towards the end of it, like Thursday or something of that week and is really hard for four days until I start taking the next packet. But this one started like the first day of the sugar like Sunday before I'd even taken the first wow it was already showing up I was like holy shit my period is here and it was a goddamn monster truck that decided to roll over me (laughs) (laughs) no it was horrible like I've always had really crampy periods but I've been on the pill for 20 years And I guess it's muted like all the other bullshit. So I just have cramps. I've always just been like, ah, I have cramps when I... And sometimes I'd get like a short fuse like the week before where I'd just be like annoyed with people sure. around me. But it was never like... I- I'd eventually catch it and I'd be like, oh, I'm not really annoyed with them. I'm just about to have my period. <laughs> but this week I wanted to cry all week long. Oh, I no. was so upset. I was so upset. And I was so lethargic. And like I had zero energy. I couldn't do anything at work or at home. I accomplished zero fucking things. Oh, no. I was like bloated and tender and (laughs) 
Like, I've never had any of those feelings before. And I was like, well, this is not good. Let's hope <laughs> this doesn't stick around. I didn't, I didn't get the food for this phase either. I, I just didn't, I didn't understand it. There, I, I've since looked up a lot of the things that I was like, I don't know what that is. So I just didn't try it. Mm-hmm, sure. It's almost all seaweed. <laughs> oh, it's no. So much seaweed. Your favorite. And I don't like And I'm like, well, no wonder I didn't eat any of this shit. Um, So I have to buckle down and really spend this next because now I, you know, I'm about to come out of it and head into a follicular phase again. And since I felt really good in those phases last time, I hope to still feel as good again and spend the three weeks kind of preparing, like reading through the book on what I'm supposed to do during menstrual and hopefully I can have a better experience next time. And then that'll be my f- last one on the pill. And then we'll see what happens. I could end up a crazy person for all we know. <laughs> I, I, I've already tried to like prepped pattern because I was like, well, I'm apparently hormonal now. Uh, <laughs> this is news. Who knows what you're going to get now? Oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm not a normally an upset person. And I was this week. I was just like a miserable person. Oh, so. no. But overall, so that's like five days that have been bad really for a whole month mm-hmm. that's not bad no and this is it's gonna be this is a lifestyle change and it's gonna take so long to, to get used to all these new things yeah you have to do. and i mean that's you know i think maybe i was in like a little uh, like a honeymoon period of the not eating sugars and not eating yeah glutens and all of that and then all of a sudden my period came and i was like oh, why can't i have <laughs> Oh, no, I totally agree. So it it sucked, but I did lose six pounds for the month, so that's a good sign. Awesome. Trending in the right direction. Yes. And yeah, I just, I feel good. I just, it was a rough week, but you got, you know, those are going to happen. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad it was, I, I still followed the food almost completely at least as best as I could I just don't think I was eating the right things I just have to I have to get better at that well you have to find it after yeah after well, and I think trials of a couple of things yeah the more I read about it and the more I'm learning it's like there's a chart which lists like what foods are for each phase but she doesn't want you to necessarily only eat only eat the foods in that phase like mm, mm-hmm. you're supposed to have like one of them in each meal but it's not like the only you can be the only components to the whole meal okay. and i think i got stuck trying to do that especially in menstrual so i was just making like cuz it, it's ham and pork where the are the protein and then white beans and and then beets and then a bunch oh and mushrooms and so I just like I made pork and I ate like ham and bean soup for mm-hmm. the whole week. <laughs> and I just think that's not the greatest thing to eat all week. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I fucking So know. anyway, it's going to take a while to really learn and mm-hmm. so yeah, we're doing that. Well, that's good. Progress is progress and it's it's good. I think this is good. So, yeah, well good. I'm glad yeah, cool. I'm glad this is uh this is working out. So, I am too. Good. It's fun. It's fun to learn something and do something new and and feel different and better in your body. Yeah, absolutely. And you get to have your cheat days. I had mine on my birthday a couple days ago. I got to eat poke and rice, which I hadn't had for over a month. And I had a peanut butter milkshake Mm -hmm. and it didn't set me back. Exactly. We went out for my uh, father's retirement to a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And I had a steak and salad, which is all in the plan. But then I had some uh, au gratin potatoes. There you go. Covered in cheese that were fucking amazing. Oh, and I, did, I mean, <laughs> a, cu- a 
small scoop of that's not going to kill you. So, no. you know, where I was did, like, yeah. Where'd you guys go? Sims. I've never been there. Oh, God. I love Sims. That's our my family's favorite one. Where is that at? It's up um, off of 6th on like Kipling. Like it's this thing that sits over the <gasps> I know on the what hill. you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Sims Steakhouse. I think I've seen So you yeah. see the whole city. Yeah. And if you hit it at sunset, you get to see like, you know, the sun goes down behind you, but it hits all of the buildings, all the skyscrapers of downtown. Oh, nice. And you get all the colors reflected off those glass. Oh, it's really pretty. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, it was very delicious. And so, yeah, you you know, you take your moments that are good and you just get back on it then. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our book. But before we do that, I'm going to give you a quickie. Yay. And that one is... So we've talked about familiars in the past, but this time you could only choose a familiar that is not a real animal. It's not a real creature. It has to be a mystical creature, a paranormal creature. So if you could choose one, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) I think I would want a little sprite or a fairy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because they're very tiny and you can give them jobs. (laughs) like spy on people or like you know they're just i think they could be very handy because they're sneaky they could find out things for you they could you know i'm assuming i'm some kind of investigator (laughs) that needs to know things about other people and i'm not just my normal self because my normal self i don't know but i would like a little fair like or like run an errand like hey i need chocolate go get me chocolate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like a right? tiny little like a tiny little fairy folks size pixie one and you want one that can you know? speak to you right oh yeah and yeah. I, I need to be able to communicate with it but that you know for the most part to the average eye might just look like you know a fleeting light or a dust mode or something you know nothing sure. like not a big old flying person that comes <laughs> and talks to me no no it has no. to be a little a little little one little little person yeah just a little. I thing. just think they could, yeah, you could get a lot. They could be very helpful. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that idea. I think I would want mine to be like a little action figure of some sort. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it could be of any character. Like it could be a Disney princess or something. But obviously it has to have a magical element, like, you know. But even mm-hmm. if it was just fucking iron man or the hulk or something but i want a Mm -hmm. little action figure that that has powers or some type of you know mystical Uh something that has an ability to do something but is my companion and just pop up when i need them or Mm -hmm. spy on people like you say or like you know or just anything so just yeah that sounds really cool yeah i was almost you know obviously Number one thing I would have said was a unicorn. But then I was like, but then what do I do with a unicorn during the day? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I went with something small because I feel like they can be inconspicuous. I think it would be really hard to hide a familiar unicorn in life. I think you're absolutely right. I love the idea about the fairy or a pixie or a fae or something like that. The reason why I, I like the action figure is because of the Indian in the cupboard. And I love, uh, I love that book, and I love that movie, and so I'm. I always think about if I could have something like that, it would be not particularly a little quote unquote Indian, but like a little action figure, like a little something or somebody that I can talk to, <laughs> that I could feed. <laughs> You're like, Here, here's a grape. <laughs> I don't know. 
that I could like put in my dollhouse or something. You're like, I would pamper the shit out of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I want one. Oh, yeah. Cool. They'd have to have magic, though. Yeah, no, they'd have to have some type of magical something within them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like they could fly, or they could disappear and reappear, and or they can conjure me up some really good food or something. <laughs> chocolate. Just chocolate. I just want chocolate. Just That's chocolate. All I want. Chocolate fairy. Yeah. All right. That's fun. Yeah. Now I want one. I know. <laughs> Okay. So, book time. Book time. So, guys, we read The Iron Hunt by Marjorie Liu, narrated by Marguerite Gavin. So, do you want to do us the clits notes? Uh, I or will try. try. <laughs> <laughs> I will, it's like a super cliff snowy version of the clits yeah, notes. Yeah, <laughs> do, do the fast version. Do the fast version. This is a world where Maxine Kiss is a descendant from a long line of women who carry on their bodies the tattoos of five demons. And during the day while they have the tattoos, they are indestructible. They cannot be killed or harmed. And actually, they don't feel anything. I didn't realize that until this one. But yeah, they, they can't feel it. They don't feel cold or heat or anything at all while they have them on but then as the sun sets the demons actually come off of the skin and then like run around her as little demons mm-hmm. five little demons three that are like have arms and legs and run around and two that just seem to have they're like serpents serpenting yeah they're like yeah they they kind of hang out on her shoulders but anyway she's a super badass this life is passed from mother to daughter every time when it's time the mother is killed and the demons move on to the daughter and during their lifetimes their job is to hunt they're called the hunter and they have to hunt down demons and zombies that inhabit our world that are escaping from a prison a supernatural prison where a bunch of demons have been stored for millennia so Maxine is is the newest in the line. She lost her mother about five years ago, and she lives in Seattle uh, with her boyfriend Grant, who can see auras mm-hmm. and help soothe soothe soothe. <laughs> can help soothe people's souls with his music and his voice. He also can kind of like with his voice. Uh, kind of push people to do the thing like do what he wants yeah you know not like not complete control or anything but he can kind of encourage Mm -hmm. you know like they're talking to cops in one scene and and he he's asking them questions that typically the cops are not going to answer these questions like yes it's it's too much information into the case he sort of has like the force but like yeah he the jedi mind thing where he's like no you want to tell me you want to answer that question (laughs) answer and they answer the question they do you know but he's a good guy he doesn't take advantage of it no he's a good person and she loves him because he's a good person and anyway a bunch of shit happens and (laughs) the (laughs) the veil might be breaking the prison might be opening um we discover that there's kind of other beings in this world that are avatars which maybe had something to do with the prison in the beginning. Anyway, they maybe were in a war. 
and chased the beings that turned out to be demons to our world and then helped lock them up because they kind of caused the problem in the beginning. But one of them's a bitch. So she's locked up too. She is a And bitch. then she's out and now she wants to kill some people and <laughs> Maxine is the leader of the hunt. So if you've ever... Um, the wild hunt. So this is a big folklore story, usually coming out of like fairy lands where there's the wild hunt that occurs and it just sweeps up everything in its path. Uh, certain nights. It's a really, it's, it's fascinating to read about. I was really happy it was in this book. I was like, oh, I love reading about the wild hunt. And I'd never um, heard of it. I- yeah. Cause that's, that's something that's been around in, in folklore for a long time, but she's apparently the leader of it. She's discovering that she didn't know a lot about her history. Her mom either, she both, like messed with her memories and then also didn't tell her certain things and so now she has to find out what their history truly is like where they came from and maybe she's not as human as she thinks she is yeah or she thought she was and she has a bigger role to play in this world than she initially believed and uh yeah or knew about because there or was knew about yeah a lot of things yeah, it's not just trying to keep the demons at bay. She might have a bigger role to play in once they get out. Like what happens to the earth, mm-hmm. the planet, where the world goes. So, yep. yeah, there was a zero dirty sex in this book, guys. So, so sad. We're owing none on that one. But hey, oh, that's so okay. I mean, it's super sad because Grant's fucking hot. Oh, fuck you guys. Grant is hot. Maxine is hot. Their relationship is fucking hot. Yeah. It is like smoldery sexiness. Yes. And it's written so well. It and is. it's like, why aren't they fucking? <laughs> oh, they're Wait. fucking. We just don't well, get they it. they are. <laughs> just give me the sex. But That's she, true. She writes like like that part where he's like, I'll make it feel better. And he did. I'm like, how did he do it? Tell me how he did it. Tell how me now. It, tell me how he made it better. And it was like, even just those two fucking lines, I was like, Yes. Or just the way he looks at her. Yes. Like, or the way he touches, he grabs her neck a lot in this book, and we do not like that. We don't we like don't. it. But, and it's, and he doesn't like grab it like aggressively, but he touches her, her head and the back of her neck and stuff a lot. Like, or even the, and I'm like, oh, it's so sensual the way that she writes it. It's so good. Well, and I think when it's at night, he does that to touch the the two demons that live on her neck. Oh, the two serpents. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's. Sort you know, of petting them. with them too because they like him too. And they mm-hmm. don't, the demons don't like anyone else other than her normally, but because she likes him. So the demons are cool with him. So yeah, he like that one night when, you know, she came back and she was, she's all broken messed up mm-hmm. and she goes, she goes to sleep. We don't get it, but he apparently had like a conversation with Zeke. Zeke's one of the demons, the one that can talk. He's, he's the only one that can really carry on a human conversation. Mm-hmm. And in the morning when she wakes up and they're back as tattoos, Zeke's hand is flipping off. Grant under like yeah. under his her boobs like right on her sternum in between there's just this <laughs> yeah. little demon fuck you like finger <laughs> and she's like what's that about and he's like oh don't ask and I just wish I I wish we had seen like that conversation I know it's so good yeah she's written this secret relationship between them and they and they know like that I think it was that same night where she wanted to like knock his hand off or something like she just wanted to smack his hand away or or something and I don't even remember what it was. So then the demon did it for her and lifted her hand and like smacked Grant really just lightly. And he goes, ow. 
<laughs> and then she's like, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's just so cute. I love the relationship that she's got with these little guys. They are so adorable. Ugh. I want them so Ugh. bad. Even though so I talked about G.I. Joes, I, I still want the demon thing. I love these demons. Mm-hmm. They would be so fun. Yeah. They're, they're, we love... So we did way back episode three. <laughs> yeah. Three or four. One of those. Three or four of this podcast we read a book that was a short story compilation and one of the short stories was marjorie lou's it was a maxine kiss story Mm -hmm. and we loved it and we talked about wanting to read the books and we just didn't do it get to it yeah we never did we didn't remember we had done that and then we decided oh look this is the first book in the series so we started with it and I still, I'm just enamored of this idea. I fucking love it. I love the concept. I love, I love like these warrior women mm-hmm. who, you know, there's only ever two. Like usually there's one, but at, at one point she has to have a, a daughter. Like the, the demons don't let you not procreate because. Yeah, they sort of they force are tra- it. It'll, they'll for, force it. If, if they have to. Yeah, if they, if have, they to. have to. They try not to, but mm-hmm. they, it's not like you have a choice because. They have to be passed on to the next generation. So you have to have a daughter. And then at some point, as soon as you have a daughter, you know, your life is short. Your clock like, is started. Your, yeah, your, your clock's t- ticking. Because mm-hmm. at some point, she's going to be old enough and strong enough. And your time comes to an end and the demons pass on to the next one. And they it's not like you can just pass them on and then stay alive. You got to die. Yep. So it's uh, it's kind of sad, but in this in the book, at one point, she gets the power to go back in time momentarily through a memory of her mom's, and she ends up meeting her grandmother, who you know she never met in life, mm-hmm. and and her younger mom, her and, like teenager younger, mom, her, her teenage mom, mm-hmm. and it was just really so interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I loved it. I love this story. I just yeah, I wanted oh, it's the. <sighs> The sexy tension is there. These, uh, this is a mm-hmm. good couple. They just, they don't. We just don't get the sex. No, we don't get the sex, and the relationship is there, and it's there even before the book starts. So it's not even like we get their meet cute or anything no. like that. But the great thing about this book is that there's the familial love, right? So you've got the love between the mom and the grandmother, and her and herself. Really, I mean, these are badass women, and they have to really stick straight and. I don't know. She seems so hard and so hard to like penetrate as far as emotions. I mean, she's a fucking hunter. She has to stay like hard. But she's so, I think, I guess in the flashbacks, it seems like maybe her mom is harder Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I mean, that's something that Maxine at least is talking a lot about in the book, whereas her mom never settled down, never picked a place. Yeah. Just moved. You you keep moving. You do not grow roots. And Maxine didn't want to continue that life. So Mm -hmm. she stayed, you know, moved to Seattle. She found Grant. She made a life with him. Like she... They run this homeless shelter. She connects with some of the homeless that come through her shelter. She's bonded with this one kid in the book. She, I mean, she's, she doesn't want the nomadic single existence, you know, running around chasing the demons. She wants more. And so I think she always seems like she's letting her mom down mm-hmm. because she's not following it the way her mom was doing it. But I think something she learns about in this book is that maybe her mom had set her up and had kept certain things a secret because she wanted her 
to make sure she followed this path to be a good person Mm -hmm. because she knew that the challenges that Maxine was going to end up facing in her life were going to be so much bigger. And that if she could start off with a good heart, she will be in a better position to fight them. Yeah. And and like, and that's like an internal thing that it's really hard for her because her demons, who she calls the boys, (laughs) which I think is so cute. The boys. Throughout this whole book, really, they keep this sequel, Z, since he's the only one that could talk, the secret from her because her mom had made them promise that they wouldn't tell her. And so she's just on this hunt of figuring out all these different things that are coming. uh, You know, I I get confused about who the bad lady is because I feel like they're... Blood mama? There are two, isn't there? There's the blood mama and then there's another one. Yeah, the avatar lady. Yes, the avatar. Who, the one who kept taking her face. The, as a little kid. Sh- yeah, showing yes. up as her kid yeah. self. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> so the avatars were beings that came to Earth fighting the things that we're calling demons that maybe aren't demons. But they, the she, that one avatar lady, was making deals with them and trading like she she had some kind of skills like they they can create things they mm-hmm. they essentially like can create different species or different types of creatures and and she was using it in a negative way that really upset a lot of her fellow avatar people and she went down a path that was deemed wrong and thus she got locked up in prison with the demons. Mm-hmm. I, that's as far as I can go with the story. Look, there was them. a, there was a like, lot that a happened lot. in here. And she travels through, uh, Maxine travels through time and gets to go to all these different places, meet her grandmother and her she, mom again, like Kalina said. And she ends up in a labyrinth for like months at one point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Floating in a, floating in an endless river of a labyrinth. I mean, it was She wild. gets hit by a bus. Like there's a lot. She does. There's a ton of a shit that happens in here. I think the most interest, like, so yeah, Z knows a lot and is keeping it secret because he's promised different generations not to tell. Mm-hmm. But the thing that seemed like that was driving me the craziest is that no one else was telling either. Yeah. <laughs> like once she got hooked, like once the tracker had to find her and was on her, like he was just so pissed at her. But he wouldn't explain any of no, it and he like wouldn't. why. And she's like, then just tell me why the fuck you're mad at me. <laughs> like, and he's not really mad at her. He's mad at like her whole bloodline because the original her enslaved him to this other demon thing that i don't it's a side story that's yeah (laughs) it's so crazy but everybody would be like oh you don't know anything you don't even know what you are okay so tell me tell me (laughs) oh i can't do that and i was like god damn it nobody would say anything and she made all these uh, yeah like jack is it jack or frank what is jack 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 doesn't say anything and she's like are you my grandfather (laughs) Like, yes. <laughs> what is going yes. on? All these different things. And she wants someone back that is her blood, her grandmother, her grandfather, her mom. She wants someone back so badly. Yeah. To connect with or, or something. I mean, she love Grant is her lover, you know, her partner and everything. But she wants somebody back that's related to her somehow. And as hard as she is as a character, she really does 
she's just so, so human in that way. I mean, she's human, but like, you know, I love the expressions that she has with that because she just wants it so, yes, so badly. She does. She, she just wants connection. And I think living and watching her mom for as many years as she did, it, just wandering the nomadic life, mm-hmm. just Maxine was like, I can't do that. I can't be like that. Yeah. That's not, you know, I need something more firm. And I think it's good for her because like Grant seems very grounding and, you know, he is experimenting with the demons, I guess, in mm-hmm. a way. He like with at least so there's a specific type that keeps getting called um zombies. They're not zombies they're, they're not the typical <laughs> they're they're not zombies. dawn of the dead zombies no no they are demons have taken a physical human so there's a human host that doesn't understand what's happening to it and inside is a demon spirit and she usually just kills them she usually sucks the demons out and kills them and lets the human the vessel vessel free. go free go back to itself but Grant thinks that they can be changed. And so he like with his music and stuff. So there's a couple of zombies in the book who she has to work with because they are like even she can see their auras and they have changed. They're not as dark anymore. They are doing better. Mm-hmm. They're not feeding off of the misery and pain of humans. So she's learning stuff like that that she's getting kind of an empathy for like maybe there isn't just a black and white world of mm-hmm. good and evil um so that's you know important i think i just it's so interesting because we don't have a book even it this is much more of like a urban fantasy novel mm-hmm. than a romance you know it's yeah. really not a romance but even in this in that genre i've read a lot and this is the first one i can think of that's coming to mind at least where the protagonist of the story starts out as a couple mm-hmm. as a as part uh, in a partnership and we don't have like all of that weird sexual tension with like any person they might meet <laughs> yeah you know it's never like a, oh is that gonna be there no you know, will they won't the no it's just it's she's already with grant and it's set up and it's it's really neat to not follow a typical outline a formula yeah well, I mean, we did have that one with Jin, who was already married, and he went and looked for his wife. And it was the same thing, where we it was this urban fantasy that we read that didn't give us any of right. the sex but, that we'd wanted. But the, we didn't even really get the relationship. No, though, we didn't get that. She wasn't in the book. <laughs> no, she wasn't in the book. And when she was, she ran away after she said, I can't love you anymore. But at least in this one, Grant is is there and we know that they're fucking yes. and we have to imagine we it on our own <laughs> pretend it was in the book <laughs> dude dude i could just i mean like he's laying down and she is on top of him just grinding the shit out of him like i could see oh. this happening and i want it to happen so badly so it's like it's just i guess i could appreciate that in this sense it's making me super creative but I would have appreciated a little bit of description too. That would have been so hot. Oh, I agree. I totally. I'm. It is crazy how into Grant I am. For oh, I know. I know. A character that wasn't like, and he's not in the book all that much either. No, he's <laughs> like not. He's in the beginning, and then he's always there for her, and he 
helps out. Like at one point she's going to go off and meet some people and he doesn't think it's a good idea. He thinks it's kind of like a trap and he's like, I'm going with you. And she's like, nah. And he's like, yeah, I am going with you. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. You can go with me. But then a tragedy happens and somebody got beat up and he has to go to the hospital. And she, well, she wants him to go to the hospital to stay with the kid instead. Yeah. And he does it even though he's like, I don't, I, I don't want to leave you. Alone, you. Mm-hmm. But I trust you to do this and I will go be at the hospital and I will see you later. And then she like falls into a labyrinth. For- <laughs> <laughs> what he what they said was she one was, day yeah and like one whole day and she said she thought it was months yeah for her she thought it was years <laughs> oh was it years okay yeah she yeah she she did not know how long she was gone for but it was only one day in our time but i don't know it's just it's so subtle but so well done that like without all that many words uh marjorie is imparting this intense relationship between these two characters it's pretty good writing and uh, i mean it's fantastic writing i can't it is it's very ornate writing like it's descriptive yeah um there are points it takes a while to get into it to fall into the rhythm of the book like in the beginning i was like i don't know what's happening i don't don't understand it Um, it, it it takes a while, it, it you know, because you have to, you, with this kind of writing, well, with almost any, you have to find the rhythm that the author writes in. Yeah, you do. And she's an overly descriptive author, not that it's a bad thing or anything, but it's just, that's her style. So there are moments where you're like... Okay, move on. Okay. I don't I don't care about all the books in the the room. And like, at one point, she gets, so she meets this thing that's kind of a demon but it's like tied to her because he's the hand of the hunt and she's the master of the hunt and she doesn't know that at the time this is the first time she's met him and he tags her with his his hair and it like puts a brand on her chin yeah but she doesn't know about it and so she's later on she's talking to these other people and they like see it then they like freak out on her and she's like i need to see a mirror and the it's like this is great but the description is like she finds a mirror on this book, and then we get the whole like title and who wrote the book, and uh, and uh, and on the or next to the book, the the mirror's next to the book, and the book title and and author of the book, and on top of the book was a shaving kit and <laughs> a straight razor, and I mean, I mean, I was like, wait, 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 we just wanted to find a mirror. What's happening? <laughs> Did I need to know about this book? What? Is this going to come back? It does not. So so <laughs> that kind of stuff. Now I know I'm being nitpicky and annoying, but. I, I, that particular like moment in time when it was happening in the book, because that's also really early. I was like, "Why is everything so detailed? <laughs> I can't follow." I think we're being spoiled with all of the shorter books that we've been reading the past long, long time. Like we're mm-hmm. just so in love, or we just really like, or I prefer at least the shorter books. You know, like the four mm-hmm. to six hour ones, and so you get them so quickly. And it doesn't go through all of There's those. There's no room for in- excess yeah, words. Yeah, for all of those, like you said, those details. It, but it's an atmosphere. Like, she's creating an atmosphere and everything feels a certain way in the book. And it is, like, I give her props for it because it, it runs throughout. So it's not like she only does it for a little bit. Sure. Or, you know, she's only setting up parts of it. Like, it's the way she writes that everything has that kind of layer layered description until you can feel the room that you're sitting in. But it can be a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It just depends. Once I found the rhythm of it, I, it was easier. But it that was early on and I was just like, I don't... This, 
<laughs> What's on your face? Well, it's not it's not like Lord of the Rings or anything like that. No, so. <laughs> no. Nothing tops Tolkien. No, no. So, but you just have to acclimate to the style of writing, which is, you know, which is okay. And I listened to this a little bit faster than normal. So it didn't take the full nine hours for me, but still. Even fa- like, what did you listen to it on? 1.4. Wow. Yeah. What'd you listen to it on? 1.25 is really the, as the high standard. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think their voices start to get funny at much higher. They do if you started at 125, but if you start at 1.4, you don't really know. know the difference. <laughs> you don't know the difference. So know. that's part of the reason why. But I'll, yeah. So, and, and I hate that too because I actually. It's me. It's Selat talking. So naturally, I miss things anyway. But I tend to miss things a little bit more when I do listen to them a little bit faster. But there's no way I can get through these books if I don't. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I I cannot listen to anything on one anymore. It's the slowest thing in the world. I don't think I've to. ever listened to anything on one. This oh, I used crazy. to only because I don't know that Audible actually had it for a long time. Really? Like a long, long ago when I very first started with it. I think you just listened to books at whatever whatever it, was it at, gave you, you know? and. Now I'm just like, oh, God, please, (laughs) that's not fast enough. Talk faster. (laughs) Yeah, I find it if I started at the speed that I feel like I should listen to, I should stay there. Because then if I speed it up or slow down, I'm like, oh, no, I can't because then it changes. And it changes the atmosphere of the book, too, which is just crazy. It does. It really does. No. Yeah, this was fine at 1.25. It was a good one. It was good speed. It was good. Well, it was a good book. It is it was a good book. Super entertaining. I, I mean, I love action scenes and I love all that. I just love this character. I just fucking love her. It's so smart. <laughs> it's such a goddamn brilliant idea. It is. It's like a really tattoos good that protect. And, and the thing that's super interesting is like little things that I didn't pick up in the short story, obviously, when we read it fucking three years ago. Four years ago. <laughs> um, you know, she covers them up. And I, I remember thinking at the time, like, what's the point? Like, tattoos are tattoos. Like, so, you know, she to the point where she wears turtlenecks, long sleeves and gloves. And, you know, she does not show skin during the day because she's always covering the tattoos. And I everyone has tattoos now. So what? what's the big deal? So you have weirded tattooed hands. Who cares? But then I realized in this book that they tattoos change. Uh-huh. Like, and they're intense. Time. They're intense, but they change. And so I'm like, you can't show them because if you met that same person again the next day, they'd be like, that's not what your hands looked like yesterday. (laughs) Your tattoo flipped me off the other day. What is it doing now? (laughs) Yeah. So you have to hide them. Yeah. I get that now, but I didn't get that before. And so that was interesting. Yeah. I like that they- I don't think it explained it before in the short story. No, it didn't. They're such ornery little demons. I know, but they're so cute. And actually didn't even know that Deck and... Is it Deck and Maul that are the serpents? Or is it... Actually, I don't, yeah, I don't know who Let's say Charlotte. yes. <laughs> I don't know their names. But I didn't even know that they were... That they didn't have any arms or legs. That they just kind of like slithered on her. I thought they mm-hmm. were all demons with little feet and little arms who watched soft porn and ate nails. And teddy bears! <laughs> teddy bears! <laughs> They eat teddy bears. They are the fucking cutest things. Oh my god, I love it. And I love the way, or at least the way that Marguerite read it when, uh, whenever Z was talking and how he said her name, Maxine. <laughs> it's just so cute. Maxine. Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was awesome. It was so good. It was super cute. Yeah. No, it was it's such a fun story. And I just Yeah. yeah. I love it. And she she loves them and they love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there really isn't much more besides that. I We don't get any sex, so we can't talk about it. We could just only fantasize about how great Grant is in bed. <laughs> so, which is what I do. Someday we'll know. <laughs> Someday. I'll write my own fanfic about it. <laughs> she, has to, she has to write a scene, right? At some has point. Has to. Has to. Well, then let's do our kiss and tell. Okay. So, in this book... Maxine, like, she travels back in time and stuff like that. But through the veil comes the Avatar, who uh, appears in the form of her younger self, of Maxine's younger self. Yes. And she's, like, I don't know, eight or six or something. We're not quite sure. But she's wearing overalls, cowboy boots. And she is there showing her face as Maxine's younger self. And, of course, there's contention and Maxine is confused and all of that but story story it's awfully rude to show up as <laughs> as the the ante- like the protagonist's younger self when you're gonna make her fight you yeah i know because now she's got to fight somebody who looks like her child like the child version the of chi- herself i know and like sucks. really really young like it's not like your yeah. teenage self which you i'm sure wouldn't mind punching in the face i could kick teenage my yeah. ass a little bit <laughs> but but not six-year-old me six-year-old me was damn cute yeah. So the kiss and tell for this episode is if you met your younger self at, you know, six, seven, eight or whatever, what would you say to yourself? Is there any advice that you would give? Is there any warnings? Is there any, you know, just anything that you would want to say to yourself when you or if you ever got to see your your what is it? First, yeah. second grade? <laughs> I would I would like to tell myself. I don't know that I would listen. <laughs> or if you would understand. I would, yeah. Or if I'd understand. But I'd tell younger me, did not listen to them. And you're not overweight. You're very small. <laughs> and don't let it get in your head now at a young age because it's going to fuck you up for life. <laughs> yeah. So just, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. I was really, I was perfectly sized at that age. <laughs> but... It starts young with people calling you fat. And then the next thing you know, that's your whole, you've internalized that narrative mm-hmm. uh, that you are fat and thus unlovable and thus need to change everything about yourself. So absolutely. And I don't know that I could tell my six, I mean, let's say eight, because I don't think, I don't think it happened yet at six, but at, by eight I, ha- I had, I'd been called fat. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't be like, don't listen. Just not, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to not do it, but don't do it. Just tr- try not to let it phase you too much. Just, just remember that as you get older, things will—it's not you're not going to see it the same way. And of course, your six-year-old self is not going to remember that, dude. I'm totally with you. That I'm—I got that my whole fucking entire life. I get it still now, and I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> I just turned thirty-eight. Yeah. But that's just something. And we've—I've talked about this in past episodes, early episodes. I've always just been that one that has been the bad influence for some reason. And my weight had a lot to do with it. And so did my skin color to other, like my family members. It wasn't even just like <laughs> to like other people outside of my race. It was actually other Cambodians <laughs> because I'm darker, which is crazy because I'm actually pretty light for being darker. But um, yeah, I would just tell myself and I think I would heed it because I, I was because I got in trouble so much for speaking my mind. I think I would just say, keep doing it. 
you know, and but I also mm-hmm. think that I say I think you need to find your confidence outside of your family because you could talk to them. If you could talk to people outside of your comfort circle the way that you talk to your family, then you would be a lot more confident in the outside world. Because I'm not domineering, but I am really confident when I speak with my family and I'm very uh not aggressive. What's the word I'm looking for? Assertive. Assertive. Thank you. I'm more assertive when it comes to my family. And I could take lead and take charge and help in that kind of way. Um, and I think that a lot of my family sees that. But I don't do it in my outside world. I don't do it at work. I don't do it in our friendship. Not that I need to do it in our friendship. I don't do it in our relationship. I don't do it with Dan. It's just not something I, and I don't need to do it with Dan, but like, it's not something that I'm not comfortable with on my outside world. So I think I would talk to myself about treating the people outside of your family the same way you treat your family in the sense of not being afraid of them, because I am too scared of everything and everyone except for my family. So I think I just need Mm -hmm. to somehow talk to myself about growing into your confidence a little bit more because Mm -hmm. I do lack that. I'm fine behind a fucking microphone or a camera, <laughs> you know, but if it's like face to face or just like in front of people, if it's a whole group, if especially if it's at work, I can't do it. I'm just not confident enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. Let's see if six-year-old me listened. <laughs> nope. She did not. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Sorry. God damn it. Uh, she tried. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, I mean, really, that's what we had for this one. There isn't really much. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fun fuck fact? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I have found a TED Talk by Esther Peril, and it is The Secret to Desire in a Long-Term Relationship. So I will just put that in up on friday of this when this episode comes out uh, for everyone to watch and and find out since we have our first like long-term relationship i guess it's not our first but these characters are in a a relationship they were in a relationship prior to the book starting and we didn't have to meet their beginning yes we did we don't we didn't meet it at all yeah yeah we don't know okay so that's that um and then we should rate the book Let's do it. Well, we can't read the sex because obviously we can't read the sex. I mean, I could tell you right now that if I got the sex, it would be a fucking 10. <laughs> I've already decided it's I've a 10. I've <laughs> already decided. I mean, if you put in how fucking hot both of these characters are with how Marjorie writes, fucking, yeah. it would have been beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. 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 So imaginary 10 for imaginary sex. <laughs> yep. In my head. This this sex is a ten. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but what do you rate the book? I think the book's like an eight or a nine. Okay. I love this book. I like it a lot. I'm gonna say eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it. I just love it. I just love the concept. It's unusual. It's mixing folklore and and mythology from all over the world. Um, at one point, one of the characters gets called Enkidu, which is from like old Sumerian mythology. And we have no way, I, like that did not get explored. So we're going to have to figure this out. Is <laughs> she really talking to Enkidu? I don't know. Um, but we've got like the the wild hunt, which crosses all kinds of regions mythologically. And the characters, uh, Maxine and her, her family are Japanese, right? I don't actually I mean, don't. They're, they're from Japan. 
That's true. I guess we don't know. She was. She happened to be in Nagasaki. She's Asian. She's Asian. Her her grandmother was in Hiroshima during Just during the war. Or, yeah, or during, during the, the war the, and. The bombing during the bomb, but I guess that doesn't make her Japanese. No, does it? she just happened to be there during that time. Now I could tell you that Jean and Maxine and I don't remember what was her mom's name. Also not an Asian. Also name. not an Asian name, <laughs> and I know that Kiss is not their real last name, but definitely well, not, no. not yeah. an Asian name. So no, I could tell you that those are not. <laughs> but I, well. but she is. I mean, and the chick on the cover is like a hot Asian chick. So like. Yeah, obviously she know. is Asian. I think she is described yes. as Asian. Yeah, I think so. So true. I but, guess I do. Uh, okay, I I, we don't know that. We she's don't know where Japanese. she's at. She just happens. And to I be mean, there. they go back further. I mean, truly, I think we find out in the in the book that their lineage is back to the original huntress, some ancient being that's not even human. So right. really, <laughs> what does it matter? There, no, but there. I mean, it's just it's spanning all of these folklores and all these mythologies and they're all like little pieces of it like crumbled and, mm-hmm. and, and sprinkled throughout the book it's really fascinating because it's not it doesn't just live in one of the more familiar well-known mythologies something that you know is easily accessible to us in the west it's a, it's just covering all kinds of different things so it's fascinating and marjorie's got vast knowledge in it, and you could tell by the way that she explores it throughout her writing so it's it's given to mm-hmm. us in segments in here so that's that's really awesome yes cool so yeah that so basically go read the book is what we're saying yeah yeah go read the book it's pretty good and even then the audible book is good too marguerite i think did a great job especially with oh, i think she did a f- fantastic job with all of them even the thing that i didn't like the the guy that was on swords the demon with his the, the sword sword feet, feet. <laughs> demon he sucks Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if he sucks or not we can't tell he he may or not be bad he may be okay we're not sure sword feet sword feet yeah Yeah. so it's a good book go read it yay um what are we reading next so for our next book we are going to read kiss of fate by deborah cook this is the third in this series that we are going to be reading we haven't visited this in over a year i think right yeah no we did the first two books (laughs) A while ago, but this is like the book that we should have read because apparently it's got some super dark, juicy secret about Kalina that I'm going to find out in here. So (laughs) I hope that I don't miss it like I normally do. (laughs) It's just, it's, (laughs) I just like, it's so small. There's something so minor, but that had such a large impact on me. Like an outsized impact. And I wanted to be like, we have to read this book so I can tell you this I mean, story. Is it obvious? Am I going to catch it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I'm like, look at every, like, I'm, this is a read book. So I'm using my eyeballs for this one. And I am carefully combing through this to see if I could figure this out. So if you guys read along with us, I hope you guys pick it up and figure this out. Well, they, no one else could. No no one on the podcast could pick it up. Oh, okay. No. You'd have to actually have physically known me <laughs> and met me in person. Oh. That you would even have a chance. I You you have a small chance, but there's really not a chance that you're going to know what it is until I tell you what it is. <laughs> I'm writing notes. I'm going to, I'm just, I'm dissecting this bitch and it's going to happen. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and it's so silly because I mentioned it what four years ago when we started the podcast or three years ago 
And the fourth book we read was the first book in Deborah Cook's mm-hmm. Firestorm series, Kiss of Fire. And I said, oh yeah, when we get to the third one, <laughs> there's this thing. And then we never did. No, we <laughs> so never I get never, to. <laughs> I haven't told you. I've kept it secret. Yes. <laughs> And it's just going to be so silly when I finally tell you. You're going to be oh. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys have to be here for the reveal. It's going to be so epic. <laughs> so epic. So epic. <laughs> I can't right. wait. I am literally so excited for it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I hate that we have to wait two weeks. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. And to we were supposed out. to like do this a while ago, but I can't read. It was supposed to be this week. Yeah. Book. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, this week. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, nope, I'm making no. myself read it. So. Okay. Well, doing well, this. Well, come back for that because it's going to be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and you're all going to be like, I can't believe this is the thing. I, think I, know. <laughs> I told you. It's, it's going to be so anticlimactic. Uh, you're going to be like, no one cares. I'm like, I, exactly. <laughs> Literally no one cares. Nobody can see but it. me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. I can't wait. And in the meantime, reach out to us on any social media. You can find us at Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And that is Shh with three H's. Or you can email us directly at ShhDirtyBooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at ShhDirtyBooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. And thank you, Jim Towson, for your music. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, this is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we will see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.